Welcome to the HeartFlare 21 series on the CHFS perspective and case-based approach on the 2021 CHFS CCS HeartFlare guidelines. In this episode entitled, I Descent, What Works with Non-Compliant Patients, you will learn best practices for the management of patients who have difficulty complying with their heart failure treatment. I'll share with you practical and concise information that you can apply in your practice today. An on-demand version of the 30-minute episode presented on the same topic is available right now at www.imedicus.ca forward slash HF21. To learn more about the Canadian Heart Fire Society and find out more about upcoming programs and initiatives, visit www.heartfire.ca. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, I'm Dr. Sabi D. I'm a heart fire cardiologist and echocardiographer at Western University, a London Health Science Centre in London, Ontario, and I will be walking you through today's patient case. Today, I present a case of a patient named Cynthia. Cynthia is a 66-year-old female with a history of breast cancer treated with chemotherapy. She describes occasional dyspnea with normal daily activities. She currently is experiencing ankle swelling. She has a known ejection fraction of 34% and a recent nuclear medicine assessment showed no ischemia. Let's review her medications. Cynthia is on the following medications. Secubitrol valsartan, 49 slash 51 milligrams daily. Spironolactone, 50 milligrams daily. Bisoprolol, 10 milligrams daily, dapagliflozin, 5 milligrams daily, and furosemide, 20 milligrams daily. So a key question that comes up with patients like Cynthia have to do with a routine follow-up. She comes back, and you note in her chart that the optimization for the doses of her medications has not been completed. She is resistant to changes in treatment and says that she does not want to increase her medications as she feels fine. She notes that she is compliant with her current treatment, but also discloses that sometimes she doesn't use her diuretic as she finds it uncomfortable. She does not particularly monitor her salt intake and reports frequently eating frozen and processed meals or eating out. So in this case, there are several issues that arise. The first one is how can we manage her medical treatment? And we can consider things like fluid intake, salt intake, changing her doses of medications, and talking about lifestyle modifications with Cynthia. The 2021 CCS CHFS guidelines are a fantastic resource that show us the target doses of most drugs. If we take a drug like Secubitrol Valsartan, a target dose would be 97-103 BID twice daily. She is taking a much lower dose once a day. And that's okay, because if the doses can't be achieved, we have to ensure that the patient is on the maximally tolerated dose. When we look at patients like Cynthia, there also is the importance of adherence of therapy. And for this, there are a few in interventions uh, that have been described, but the most important uh, approaches have to, have to do with patient education and maintaining contact with patients for a lengthy period of time, these are the most effective ways of ensuring that this adherence is met. When we ensure that the patient is adherent with the medications through patient education, there are a number of studies that have shown that this results in a lower risk for hospital readmission and overall mortality.
So for Cynthia, we're going to look at treatment actions that involve the following things. First and foremost, ongoing communication with Cynthia is essential. We want to arrange a follow-up to encourage adherence to medication and lifestyle changes. We will discuss doses, uh, dose increases of both the ARNI and the SGLT2 inhibitor, and these have diuretic effects that may lessen the need for other diuretics. Uh, so some tricks we might use would be to take off the diuretic while the patient is on ARNI and SGLT2 inhibitor and see if the weight changes. It may result in the less in the need for lesser diuretic and fewer pills overall. We want to encourage limiting salt intake from processed foods and dietary changes and tricks to meet Cynthia's needs, but with, with reduced sodium intake. Some practical tips for a, a patient like this would be that we need to encourage clear, concrete, and simple and understandable behavioral changes. You want to focus on immediate changes rather than long-term goals. Provide examples of activities that can count as exercise that they might enjoy and guide her on one or two small realistic changes. We might be able to encourage actions with positive goals, like using seasoning with lemon juice or herbs instead of salt. Follow-up consistently is important, and this might include telemonitoring, structural telephone supports, or home visits. Telephone supports are an excellent way, particularly in the era of a pandemic. And we want to include formal caregivers, and informal caregivers and patients for education on heart fire self-care skills. So this does not need to be delivered by a physician, but we want to engage our allied healthcare workers to provide uh, further learning for the patient. Self-care includes knowledge, skills, and confidence for treatment, lifestyle changes, and symptom monitoring. We need an action plan to address exacerbations and prevent further this, um, prevent further deterioration. So with Cynthia, shared decision-making that aligns medically reasonable treatment options with patient values and goals encourages better adherence. Early discussions can simplify later decisions. And our discussions should include outcomes beyond survival, including major adverse events, symptom burden, functional limitations, loss of independence, quality of life, and obligations for caregivers. In terms of specifics, we want to talk to her about things like optimal dietary intake, which should be between two to three grams per day, but we can adapt this based on the clinical situation. Severe fluid restriction is very difficult to maintain and can have deleterious effects with little benefit. Sometimes a more liberal fluid restriction to two liters per day might be reasonable for patients with fluid retention or congestion, and patients will really uh, differ in terms of how much fluid they retain in response to excess salt. And we wanna monitor weight closely for unstable or frail patients, looking at rapid weight gains of greater than 1.5 to two kilograms and trying to prompt a rapid medical visit or, or virtual visit if possible. Significant weight loss and cardiac cachexia are also important issues to consider. That concludes this case discussion. I just wanted to mention that this program was made possible through educational grants from Novartis and BI Lilly Alliance. We remain available should you have any questions. Thank you for joining us today for this podcast.